to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I'm here with Jimmy. And Ellie is uh, blocking my path to the microphone. Um, so my sound a bit muffled right now. <laughs> He's talking into her ear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't go through her ear to the other ear. Um, but she always loves to get on our lap right when we start recording. Yeah, I feel like um, she, she knows. She's like, hey guys, do you think you can tell the pinchers I'm here? I know. I wish that you guys could see the video right now because she's like really trying to get in front of the microphone. Ellie, do you have anything to share with the audience today? She actually can get pretty vocal. Earlier, she was like, wow, and then we were like, wow, and then she was like, wow. Yeah, she was like really offended. We must have said something. I don't know what we said, but um, but she I, gave me a look that only a mother knows. I know. It was, uh, it was concerning. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, daylight Savings is in full effect. All the daylight has been saved. And don't so therefore, remind me. we are recording in the dark. It's oh, terrible. So dark. So, I drove home in the dark today. I know, and you're in traffic in the dark now, too, which is probably worse. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, sometimes the lights are pretty, though. But also, if you the think about it... The city skyline, very nice on the drive home, though. Can you guys believe, though, that Thanksgiving is already next week? That's, like, crazy to me. Wait, is it next week? It's next uh, week, right? Yeah. yeah, it's next week. Which is funny, because I have... There's a lot of people who are being like, yeah, Thanksgiving's only two weeks away. I was like... It was like, <laughs> we are within the 14 day window <laughs> yeah and you guys know how it is like next week we're gonna be in such a silly mood because to me thanksgiving is not just the day of it's like the whole week of like it's monday a i'm a little silly tuesday the silliness ramps up wednesday doesn't even count because wednesday is thanksgiving eve like I'm, I'm usually not in commission that day um and that is how you know that i'm still a student <laughs> is that i think of it as like thanksgiving break i gotta say i think there's a lot of people that are much older than you and much longer out of school that treat it like a still break. treat it because yeah. i don't have any meetings on my schedule next Ooh. week i don't got shit going on do they give you like a thanksgiving meal at the hospital they do how uh, is it but you gotta be there i had it the one year i worked on thanksgiving was, was it okay. good the stuffing is actually it the stuffing slap. Stuffing's one of those things that the, I love mass produced. The turkey is stuffing and potatoes. questionable. Because um, yeah. I don't think it was ever like a roast turkey situation. Um, but actually the one time like the president of the hospital like delivered them to the, like they passed them around on Thanksgiving. They're like, hey, sorry, you have to work. Uh, I took an hour of my time to give you things that Sodexo prepared for you. Don't you love when like higher administration thinks like they can just put a Band-Aid on everything that they cause with like mm-hmm. handing you out a meal? They do that at yeah. my school every now and then. They do like a lunch with the dean. I'm like, thanks, dean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into Hot Girl Huddle. Hit it, editing Connie. Okay, you guys. So this week for the healthcare horoscopes, let's shuffle it up. Shoot, wait, now I forget. Did you pick last? You picked. I let I you pick last. I picked last time, but okay. you acted like I hadn't picked that. I picked the time before. I definitely didn't. So I'm gonna keep it fair. I'm gonna let you pick. Here. Okay. Thanks. Here. You. Then you shuffle. Pulled yet? Okay. I'm gonna close my eyes. Okay. The King of Pentacles upright. Let's see what we got, baby. Okay, so the King of Pentacles keywords for this week, you guys, upright, is wealth, business, leadership, security, discipline, and abundance, all of which I don't feel right now. So that's good that we're getting some. Let's see. Okay, the King of Pentacles represents material wealth, financial abundance, and worldly success. All right, hopefully this comes our way. This king is a faithful provider. He uses his ambition and his confidence to create wealth for himself and others. 
Uh, when the King of Pentacles appears in a tarot reading, you are confident and successful at attracting and managing wealth. Not only do you identify opportunities for growth and success, but you also draw upon your self-discipline and control to manage your wealth and invest it wisely for the long term. Sounds pretty good. I yeah. Hope, I hope Connie is a good King of Pentacles to me. I'll be your King of Pentacles. Good, because <laughs> I don't have the energy right now. The arrival of the King of Pentacles indicates that you can translate your vision into something tangible, practical, and often very lucrative. You are the ultimate business owner. You do not merely come up with ideas and hope for the best. You work hard to map out your plan of attack. You're like King Midas. Everything you touch turns to gold. Ooh, finally we have a good reading, you guys. When you apply yourself to your vision, you're, you create huge success particularly on a financial level money flows easily and abundantly to you oh my god i love this this is like a whole affirmational tarot reading the king of mm -hmm. pentacles often indicates the final fulfillment of a creative task a, a business venture or an investment through diligence responsibility and attention to detail you have achieved great things and can finally say that you completed your task or attained your goal the king of pentacles knows that a methodical plan and well thought out approach will lead you to success cool that's good Oh, you're missing the most. You didn't read the important thing. What? Where it says, uh, like, comment, and subscribe to Just a Quick Pinch Podcast. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, and apparently Google Podcasts. This weekend I was talking to our friend Matt, who listens. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you guys never shout out Google Podcasts. And I was like, that's because I, a podcast host, did not realize we were on Google Podcasts. Apparently we're on there. So um, if you guys have been rating and reviewing, keep it up on there. I'm going to go see if we have any yeah. ratings and reviews. I just to let you guys know, Matt's one of those... Um, android people yeah matt does have green text so that's probably why he's not using apple podcast but he could get spotify but here's the thing i i'd encourage our green text listeners or if there are green text people that haven't been listening to check it out on google play you know google's a good place to get reviews too right maybe but you know what's interesting i don't know if you feel this way Wait, are you left-handed? You're left-handed, right? I'm left -handed. I feel like people that have green text like emit left-handed energy. I think Matt's left-handed too. Yeah. Shout out Matt's left hand. I always wanted to be left-handed, but um obviously I'm but a mere right-handed folk. Did you know we have a left-handed uh people's club at my dental school? I'm a right-handed ally of them. Because <laughs> left-handed dentistry is so much harder. All of the equipment is made for right hands. So my left-handed friends, like Gigi, has to, like, accommodate by, mm. like, whenever we would learn in class, she would have to flip, like, the image in her oh, head. And, like, she, it, it should be harder. Like, she had to sit in a specific different seat than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like, they have designated left-handed seats in my lab. So, like, think about... And also, every time she sits in an operatory, she has to change over the hand pieces and stuff. Like, life wow. is harder for that her. Tough. And so, as her so fellow... Love. yes and as her fellow right-handed ally i see her and i support her so anyways without further ado now on to journal club all right you guys this week for journal club so this week i feel like i don't know if it was like the new moon last week i have just felt like a transitional shift since last week and the best way to describe the shift i'm feeling is I feel like I'm in my eating my frog era. Uh, so basically what it is, is I've had a lot more time in my schedule recently. I'm a lot less pressured to like see patients and get requirements done and all that kind of stuff. So because of that, now I'm like, oh, for the first time in like 27 years, I'm like, what does Connie really want? Like, what does Connie want to work on and care about? Apparently it's frogs. 
Yes, it's frogs. It's amphibians everywhere. Um, so when I sat down and thought about that, what I really want to do in this transformational time, because like I'm never going to get this time back where I have such free time. Like next year I'll be working and busy and stuff. So with my last few months of freedom left, I really want to do a couple of things to like optimize myself, make myself the best possible. Um, and that made me think of the quote that uh, I forget who coined it, but the quote is, eat your frog like eat your frog in the morning the idea is do the hardest thing that you have to do every day in the morning that way you can live the rest of your day knowing that you already did the hardest thing and that's why like eating a frog is unpleasant no one likes the taste of frogs i don't know who was eating frogs and came up with this analogy Mm -hmm. but yeah the frog is the hard thing to do every day so for my eating my frog era one of which is (sighs) so like for a long time i've really struggled with being consistent on tiktok this is such a stupid 2022 (laughs) topic to discuss (laughs) but I know that it's what's best for this podcast, for, you know, what I want to become my business and such. So I'm putting aside my pride and my ego. I'm trying to just have fun with it and be consistent on TikTok. And I think that that will, that's my eating the frog is just like, it's kind of like TikTok's kind of like that homework assignment that I never want to do, but I have to do. And I know it's good for me to do. So that's my frog that I'm eating. I'm trying to be more consistent on there. Follow me at Dr. Connie Wang. Um, catch me eating my frog every day. Um, can I just watch them on Instagram reels? No, you have to come to TikTok for them. No. Um, wait, you should be proud of me. Today, TikTok's bugged. Today, they're listening. Uh, I don't care. Everything else is listening to me. I hope they're listening. Then they can give me a review on this podcast. Um, but anyways, so today I churned out 14 drafts of TikTok. So I'm very proud of myself. I'm taking this frog era very seriously. Mm-hmm. Alongside that, I also want to work out more often. And yeah, so sorry, long-winded, your journal prompt of this week is what is your frog that you're eating? Number one is what is your frog that you're trying to eat? You know, the thing that you should be doing that you know you can do in the morning every day, get it done with and live a good productive day. Mm -hmm. And B, so I saw this like funny thing online. It was like, what is your frog recipe? So the idea is if you break down this frog into tangible steps and recipes, it's easier to eat it. It'll taste better. Mm-hmm. Um, so by so for example, my frog that I want to eat is posting more on TikTok, right? So my recipe and what I did to make myself more efficient today to churn out four videos or 14 videos was I actually like had a Google Doc running with like a list of like all the audios I wanted to use and all of the text I wanted to use down to the T. So that way it was exactly planned. I didn't have to put any thought into it this morning. This morning I was just like boom, 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 boom. So, Jimmy, what is your frog and the recipe that you're going to use to eat that frog? That's a lot of questions. What did I tell you earlier? I forgot Cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, like, and I don't know if, I guess, like, is that a thing we'll do first thing in the morning? I think, well, Maybe, okay, here's but. the thing. It doesn't really have to be first thing in the morning. The idea is just something that you're doing to better yourself mm-hmm. that you, like, know is hard. It's a bitter pill to swallow, yeah. but you're going to get it done. I want to be, like, as on top of household chores as, like, my mom is. Yeah, how do you think she, like, like, became like that? I don't know, like, because, like, she had me when she was, like... We should ask her. In her, like, you know, early 30s. I'm about to be 30, and I don't think I'm <gasps> anywhere near the level of, like, domestic organization that I need to be the... To have Connie be my sugar mama for the rest of the life. You'll get there. Um, um, and then other frogs... Um, Wait, wait. Okay, so so oh, so. I think I want to down to... though. How are you gonna be tangible and make that recipe for the frog? How are you like? What are the tangible things? Are you gonna uh, write down like little to do list chores and just check them off so you know what you have to do? Um. Yeah. Something like that. It can be as simple as something like one of the checklists is clean Ellie's toys like once yeah. a day. Well, um, what one of my friends told me one time that the best thing to like for like kind of 
keeping tidy and everything is that every time you enter a room, make sure you're picking something up or doing some kind of task. That's so like if idea. I like if in the morning, like if I have enough time before work, or maybe I should wake up even a little earlier uh-huh. to see like if we. Because, you know, we slip up. We leave, we leave dishes on the sink. Is that friend your mom? Uh, what? <laughs> told you this? I'm like, is the friend that told you this your mom? No. <laughs> um, that's a really good idea. When do you think your energy levels are the most optimum to do this kind of productivity stuff? Morning or night? I think maybe morning. Okay. But then I don't think I allot myself enough time in the morning. Okay. But I, off- I feel like I've been waking up very consistently at like 6 o'clock and then just kind of like laying like with existential dread for the day when like i could probably use that like 6 six thirty time to like right. do some cleaning and then like have time to take ellie out and we everything. should wake up together you should like bump me awake and then we can like have a cup of coffee together and then like do our task and then like get get ahead of it honey <laughs> i've tried to get you no out but of really try can My, we try tomorrow eating the frog is getting connie out of bed with me yeah the steps, the the recipe is all the many alarms that he has to set for me. Wait, no. Do you want to try that tomorrow morning? What are we trying? To like wake up together at like six and then like no matter what, then we'll have our coffees together and then we'll be able to clean together. Think of how much time we can spend together if we have an extra hour together. Oh boy. Guys, she's got that look. <laughs> I'm always trying to trick Jimmy into spending more time with me. <laughs> I feel like I spend plenty of quality time with you at night, and then you're like, no, I'm watching Real Housewives. And then I get my wife zoomies right before bed, and I'm she like, does. what was your favorite thing you ate today? I'm like, so what's new with this friend? Have you talked to them recently? And you're like, yeah. I don't know. You know how many times I've nudged you awake in the morning, we'll have a little chit-chat, <laughs> and then I'll get home, and I'll be like, hey, remember when we talked about that thing? And you'll be like, what thing? <laughs> what are you talking about so i just don't think this is gonna work okay but can we just try not tomorrow i'd like to sleep in past six <laughs> 6 30 7 do you want to well, try seven? 7 i gotta leave at 7 okay do you want to wake up at 6 30 together i mean i wake up at 6 30 every day okay well can you just make sure that i wake up with you because i don't want to sleep in tomorrow okay set your alarm okay <laughs> yeah so anyways those are She's our frogs tomorrow, guys. no she's going to I'll report back next week. Yeah, report back next week. Uh, So anyways, I want you guys to think about what frogs you guys could be eating and the recipes for how you can make those frogs tastier. Bowled frogs. Without further ado, now it's time for Spit Talk. Alrighty, you guys. So this week, besides, you know, putting my foot out there and trying to eat my frogs with TikTok, it's also a big week because I am hopefully doing my last root canal that I need before I have to graduate. And yeah. Root, root. Yeah, other than that root, root canal, um, things are dwindling. It's kind of nice. I have a lot of time now. And it's kind of an exciting time because I feel like I'm starting to think a lot more about like the future, where we want to move, looking for jobs and things like that. Um, it's a very like... The best way I could describe it is it's it's a very buzzing time, like lots of buzzing, talking to other people, hives, trying to see what's out there. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to like ramp up my LinkedIn also. Nice. So it's just like a very busy bee, like hive kind of time. But you know, that's how I like things best. Like now I feel like fourth year is me reaping in on all the fun stuff that I like, which is mm-hmm. like networking in all of that stuff versus like third year was very like put your nose to the what is it nose to the pedal and grind? grindstone put your nose to the grindstone where yeah. did that come from why am i putting my nose to the grindstone the grindstone's like it sharpens your sword but You're... why am i putting my nose there 
I don't know, because your nose needs to be sharp to be a good dentist, you know? Yeah. So that's, uh, I think now is like a very fun transitional time period. I'll let you guys know. I do want to start traveling a little bit more with my free time so that I can, you know, take a look at potential offices and stuff. Uh, what You're else the king of our little castle. Uh, let's see. We're, uh, we're doing really good about um, making sure we have uh, some recipes to cook every week. Um, we were doing, mm-hmm. we were really falling victim to the, the takeout kind of lifestyle for a while. The scrounge. Like, scrounging for meals. And I always wanted to have nice wholesome meals. Yeah. Connie was a little resistant for a while. No. She likes, she likes her bunny food. Okay, so for the record, I just want to say, Jimmy, when Jimmy and I first moved in together, we had very different eating styles. I'm a very graze person. I'm like, for dinner, I will have three raspberries and a handful of chips. Like, I just graze throughout the day. I don't really plan things. So when, when I would grocery shop, I'd just be buying random ass things that were on sale, basically. Like, I live by the sale. So that's just how I eat. Whereas Jimmy likes to have, like, meals that are planned and, like, you know, like, real meals. Like normal? Yeah, and at first I was like, oh, this is some white people shit. Like, I just thought maybe, like, that was just, like, you know, that. But, um, Jimmy, for the record, on the, uh, this is, like, recording on the podcast, you were 100% right. Because you know why, you guys? This week we went to the grocery store, and Jimmy and I had planned three meals for the week, right? We got, we wrote down all of the ingredients. (laughs) If Jimmy's mom is listening to this, she'll be like, um, this is literally how I live my life. Like, how is this groundbreaking to you? But it's groundbreaking to me because, like, we wrote down our grocery list of all the things we needed to buy for the said three recipes that we're going to live on this week for dinners and lunches as leftovers. And you know what? We were quicker at shopping than ever. We saved the most money because we just stick, we just stuck to the list. And now we have, like, three wholesome meals planned, which is awesome. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. They were onto something. I thank you for bringing that into my life. Thank you for bringing order. This is just kind of like the gist of our relationship. Is I am just like a ball of chaos, living how I've lived, and Jimmy like centers me. He teaches me how to live. He's like, there's another way to live. You don't have to live like this. Before Jimmy, I used to sleep on like the very flat, like one pillow. After Jimmy, now I sleep on the fluffy pillows. You sleep on two pillows. Two sometimes. fluffy pillows. And I have decorative pillows. Never thought I'd get there. Mm-hmm. Before Jimmy, I didn't have like a ton of different fluffy towels. Now we have towels on deck. So Jimmy is just, you know, I love Jimmy because he makes my life. I always say he makes my life so much richer because he like teaches me there's better ways out there. One, one fluffy pillow at a time. Just, so just thank basic you. little comforts that. Oh, yeah, Ellie. I just appreciate it because I am not someone that really like grew up with an emphasis on like that. It was just kind of like whatever we have, you know. Yes, I feel like your parents like sit down meals though. No, they they do, but it's like it's like different because like I didn't I don't like really cook. That's another thing that I wanted to work on actually was cooking more Asian meals. We can add that to the list of things I want to do more often. Okay. I think you've been doing good just cooking more meals in general. Um, let's, yeah. Let's settle for that, dearest. <laughs> I'm like, no let's such thing as settling. Let's not worry about the ethnicity Full steam ahead. of the food item. Connecting to my ancestors. <laughs> um, anywho, without further ado, now onto the main episode. So this week I have my good friend, Laura, Dr. Teeth Boutique. She has my favorite Instagram name ever. Um, she... I've been following her forever. So she right now, she is a dentist. She graduated at the ripe age. Get this, Jimmy. She she became a dentist at age 22. What were we wow. doing when we were 22? Well, I, I mean, we were Keg also stands. in school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she was too. But... How did she get... 
How you do it so quick? You have to listen to the main episode, Jimmy. Was she like You'll 15? see. Um, fun fact, guys. I don't really often listen to the full episode. No, I have to like, I'm like, in case you missed it, this with Jimmy. He's like, yeah, I missed it. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> I, I have one request. What? I don't know if I'll include this in the podcast. Could you possibly make us a fresh batch of raspberry iced tea? Oh, I do like crystal raspberry iced tea. That's another favorite of ours. So, anyways, we're going to go enjoy some nice raspberry iced tea, and I hope you guys enjoy the main episode. All right, you guys. So today, I have my good friend Laura here with me. Laura, welcome to Just a Quick Pin. Hello, thanks for having me. I thought Laura would be such a good guest to have on. Not only was she requested by people that listened also, um, but I think Laura just has such interesting insight. So part of that is that she actually became a dentist at the age of 23, was it? Uh, 22, yeah. Ah, oh my God, 22. <laughs> I like to not believe that. Um, so first of all, let's talk about that. <laughs> so share with me what it was like, you know, like becoming a dentist so young. And especially you also mentioned like the first six months of being a dentist were the hardest. So like, tell us a bit about that. So the way that I got to graduating dental school so early was I went through an accelerated program through University of the Pacific. And it was a, if I went through undergrad, I went through two years of undergrad without getting a bachelor's degree. So I actually don't have a bachelor's and then three years of dental school. Um, And then, so the whole process is just super accelerated. And honestly, the first, when I first got into the program, I was like, holy moly. Like my mom was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like are you hundred percent sure. And I was like, I guess so. And you just kind of got to go down the path and you just keep on going. But honestly, I was so grateful that I went down that path. Cause if I didn't, I honestly, probably wouldn't have been a dentist I think just because it's so hard to get into dental school to apply to take all that kind of stuff and have like the people to bring you in and help you through the process it's so tough but inside the program it's a lot easier but yeah graduating at a young age was definitely um some days I wonder like what would my life be like if I didn't do it you know like if I'm pretty sure because you went through school twice And I'm pretty sure when you went through dental school, you're probably like a lot in a better space in your life and less about, you know, let's go have fun. You know, it's more about, I want to learn, you know? So I probably went through dental school, a lot of it, like, let me just try to get through dental school versus what um, I want to figure out exactly why and how this is going to apply for what I'm going to learn in the future or do in the future. But for me, dental school was, let me get the grades to pass and get out of here. So oh my god that part, yeah that's so funny when you talk about like your dental school experience it actually reminds me a lot of pharmacy because my pharmacy school was the same way it's one of those two years so I don't have a bachelor's either which is funny oh I'm like <laughs> I don't even have a bachelor's well but... you'll have a double doctorate so that's fine <laughs> maybe that'll make up for it um but yeah and it's like when I was going through pharmacy school it's like I I think I talked about this on the last episode. It's like I had the mind of someone that was going through like a rigorous program, but I had like the body of like a 21 year old. So I was still like going out all the time and like just making that work. Like I look back on that time in my life and it was just so like busy. You know that TikTok audio or like the Reels audio where it's Lady Gaga and she's like bus, club, another bus, another bus. (laughs) I feel like that's what school was like for us probably because it was just like boom, 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 just like do everything all at once. And also, I'm curious, your thoughts on specializing. I I know we've, like, in the past, we had talked about that, like, while you were still in school. But, like, tell me a bit about how your thoughts on specializing and wanting to has, like, changed. Yeah, so 
I remember when I first got, well, this is like actually before I even got into the program and also in high school when I was looking to dentistry, I was like, wow, I want to be like an oral surgeon. Like <laughs> I want to cut into people. <laughs> and then once I got to dental school, I was like, oh no, 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 that's not for me. And then um, I definitely really wanted to do like cosmetic dentistry. I know that you really want to do cosmetic dentistry too, right? Mm -hmm. So that was mainly my goal for the longest time in dental school. And then, um, so I was like, I'm not going to specialize. I want to go to more school, stuff like that. And um, it's crazy because now I'm looking at it after working for a year, I'm like, wow, I don't even know, like, do I even still want to do cosmetics? Of course, out here, there's not much of a group of people for cosmetics like the population isn't really the best for it but I um I considered doing endo school like briefly for a second oh my god really cool yeah I was like I never thought in a million years that would even cross my mind but it's definitely like something I'm maybe dabbling a little bit with but I'm probably like 20 percent but it's still like a thought every once in a while so that was definitely really interesting because if you asked me a year ago, like, would you even consider it? I'd be like, oh, no, 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 like, no way. <laughs> That's so funny, especially because, like, okay, honestly, I look up to you a lot because you're, like, a GP that does so much, like, endo. You post, like, the coolest cases, and I'm like, she's, like, just got out of school, which, like, do you feel like your mentorship mostly helped with that? Oh, a thousand percent, like, really, so, so much. He, the boss that we found out here, he's just absolutely incredible. And he's such a super GP. Like, I truly don't know how he does it all. But I, the, the reason, I guess one of the questions that you had in the beginning was like the first six months while it was so tough is he had to bail me out a lot the first six months, <laughs> like at least probably once a week, the first month or two, he'd be, I'd be like, help me. <laughs> and I'd go up to him and he'd like see the look in my eyes. He'd be like, what's wrong now? <laughs> and then he yeah. had to come bail me out. Um, but he just somehow knows how to do almost every single specialty to like the craziest things, like all the wisdom teeth implants, all on fours, like anything you can think of. Yeah. That's so crazy. he definitely helped so, so much with just building my confidence and all that kind of stuff because there's I would definitely be nowhere without him do you remember kind of like what you were looking for in a mentor because like I feel like what I've realized is like that's the biggest thing about my next job that I'm looking for is like mm -hmm. I really need to be in an environment where I feel like kind of supported um so how did you how were you able to like tell when you were looking for jobs or was it lucky? Oh, I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, I was like, this guy seems, he seems nice. <laughs> and I actually, the, when we first came out here and we visited his office, um, I was like, okay, seems like a normal guy. Okay. Seems like a normal office. But the hygienist was the one who swayed me in the other direction. Cause I was like, I'm not going to live out here. It is so rural. But the hygienist was like, he's just such a great guy. Like, you guys should come out here. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> God bless. Does she still work with you now? She does. Yeah. She's great. I love her, but oh it's gosh. definitely such, I feel really bad when people are like, how do you find a job or a mentor? I'm like, it's so tough. Like, I don't know. Cause it's just, I guess, just luck of the draw and word of mouth, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because it's same thing, all about like connections and all that kind of stuff, or just, it just happens to be lucky. What about, so like while we're talking about Oklahoma and everything, so just to give everyone a bit of backstory, Laura, did you grow up in California? Yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area. 
Okay, nice. So she grew up in the Bay Area. And then, um, like we said, she went to dental school there and all that. And then so when she found this opportunity with this super GP, like this awesome mentor in Oklahoma, that's uh, what brought her there. So tell me a bit about like your thought process with that. Because like Jimmy and I are kind of going through something similar where like, I'm not really tied down to anything. Jimmy and I know we're just going to go somewhere together. Just like your thoughts on like, starting completely from scratch somewhere and all that like give me the gist of what it's been like moving to Oklahoma so um it's definitely such a huge culture shock when we first moved here it was like I had probably two months of not having my license and I was just sitting around the house with nothing to do and I was going absolutely crazy oh my god (laughs) was it fun at all like I'm like that sounds almost a little fun (laughs) Well, that's when I started like decorating the house and stuff like that. Cause I was like, there's nothing else for me to do. Cause we had yeah. like no friends out here. Like the city is about an hour away from here. Right. So there's nothing that we knew to do about this area. I mean, now we know a little bit more, but uh, back then it was like nothing, but the culture shock is definitely something that took me a while to get used to, but I'm honestly like so grateful for the opportunity to be out here. Cause it gives me a I was stuck in the California bubble for so long and it's really different, like so, so different. And then um, like you see people and like in the lower income and how they live and their lifestyles. And I feel like it's super eye-opening. And then also it's different living without so many Asians around me. (laughs) Like I went back to California and I was like, holy moly, I got off the airplane and I see Asians. (laughs) Cause I'm used to being like, yeah, literally. Like here, it's just like every once in a while in Walmart, I'll be like, oh my God, there's an Asian in Walmart. And then like, that's it. So um, that's definitely like different. But the, in terms of having the job out here, I would absolutely do it again, like a thousand times over. Cause um, I mean, honestly, like if you don't have your ties anywhere, I would suggest it too. Cause it's just like a year or two of, living in somewhere that's not so saturated and then you get so many more opportunities because people a lot of the times they're like there's because the specialists are so far away they're like you know what just give it your best shot (laughs) just do your best and I'm like okay sure and then um, I mean I go over the risks and everything with them and usually they're okay with it and they're just like just try your best and I'm like okay cool and that's where all the opportunities come from because people are willing to have you try your best. Um, So that's what I'm really grateful for. But where are you thinking about moving to? So honestly, it's so up in the air. Like, I feel like third year, I was like, just get through third year. And then like, you're going to make it to California once you graduate. And then of course, like third year flew by. And now I'm kind of like, hmm, like, I know California is super saturated. Um, You know, like, I do want to go into cosmetics, but I'm like, like, there's so many opportunities everywhere um and I don't know do you think I would like California like I'm just curious oh 100 percent like I can totally see you living in Southern California (laughs) really oh my god it's so funny everyone here always asks me um they always think I'm from California so that's why I've like always wanted to give it a try but I'm just worried like honestly I'm like is it a mistake for me to be like my first year out just like frivolously going out there where like you I'm not gonna make that much um like the exp- like I, I I just don't know because I feel like I totally understand like you got like the best bang for your buck I feel like coming out here gaining all these skills in Oklahoma like learning so much getting that new perspective so that's why every now and then I'm kind of like should we just like move to North Dakota or something like I don't know 
Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like in California, you definitely don't get that much experience because um, everyone's fighting for the their jobs and it's just, it's harder. You don't earn as much money out there and there's just less stuff that you can do. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, do North Co- do like a year of North Dakota, you know, like go to Minnesota. <laughs> I don't even know where it is on the map. I mean, yeah. when I first got to Oklahoma, I had to look it up on the map and I was like, oh, like, that's where it is. Okay. Um, and then, you know, get some experience. But I feel like uh, for me, it worked out great with my, I guess my age, because I was like, because I'm, I'm young. So then when people look at me, they know I'm young. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if I were back in California, I would get my age question more often. But out here, it's a little bit, it's actually like, I don't really get my age question that much, surprisingly. Um, I don't know if it's because I started wearing eyelashes, so I look a little bit older, <laughs> or what happens, or maybe it's because I'm Asian, so they feel bad judging my age. <laughs> What's another thing, too? I'm, like, curious, since I've never been to Oklahoma, tell me a bit about, like, the food, the vibes, like, like, is there a certain, like, food that they have there? Um, Something that I've eaten here that I've not really had anywhere else was fried cheese curds and fried okra which I think fried okra is like more of a popular thing but fried cheese curds are literally like little mozzarella balls that they fry and then just fried okra so like a lot of fried things (laughs) oh my god that sounds so good do they have like fairs and stuff there is that where you eat that they do yeah so you can get uh, there's like a Tulsa fair that comes through and then like our patients all fall off the schedule for the entire week because everyone's at the fair um, so we're like, oh, you no, should have worry, a the fairs in town. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm like, oh, everyone get some floss. Some yeah, floss. Yeah. yeah, just like go to the fair and just start doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but um, there's like on weekends, we like to go floating down the river because we have to exercise our dog because then he gets stir crazy if we don't exercise him during the weekend. So then sometimes we'd go floating down the river because it's the Arkansas River that runs down here and people just like float down on, it's like rafts or kayaks. So we just throw him off the boat and he has to swim. (laughs) So he's like paddling, he's like, come back. And then he gets really tired, so. (laughs) I love that that's the kind of parent you are. You're like, you want to swim, swim, here you go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, please get off. um wait oh my gosh echo is the cutest thing ever first of all tell us all about the process of getting echo like how did you guys know that you guys were ready for a dog oh we absolutely did not like (laughs) (laughs) it was funny because I was talking about like joking I was like Ben we should get a dog we should get a dog but it wasn't like a serious thing and I thought we were gonna go probably adopt a dog because there's so many dogs in shelters right now that need homes and I'm like oh so sad um so that's what I thought we were gonna do but then one of our hygienists sent us a photo of like all these puppies that um a woman in town was her she had a litter and I was like oh we'll go look we'll go look at the puppies (laughs) and then we went to go look and then Echo was like the lazy one out of the whole breed he was like sleeping in the corner while everyone else was playing and then I was like there's no way I could get a mini Australian shepherd because they're so high energy but then I was like, well, if we get the lazy, the runt of the litter, maybe he'll be better. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's how we ended up with him. But it was like a really spur of the moment thing. I was like, oh, like, like, I will take a look. But then it always is take a look and then you bring one home. <laughs> that's exactly how we got Ellie was like, we had discussed for a while, like, okay, this semester of school, we're going to get a dog. So like, it's not like we were, we just like 
came home one day and had her but like we didn't have the things honestly like we were like okay let's go to the shelter and like see and then we saw ellie and the next thing you know an hour later i'm sitting like in the kitchen with her and i'm like oh no we need to get like a crate we need to get all this like it was just like so sudden um tell me a bit about what it's been like being a new mom and a new dad for ben what's that like for you guys it's been it's been really fun like it definitely gives us something to do out here (laughs) because then he's just so entertaining because even though he was the run of the litter he definitely is pretty energetic at times (laughs) but um it's a lot more like I knew it was going to be a lot of responsibility but it definitely I guess it met my expectations of how much responsibility it would be because when you're traveling you have to find somewhere where he has to stay and then like during the day what does he do you know like all that kind of stuff um and then it's just it's just worrying about like a child who can't talk to you you know like you're talking to him he probably doesn't understand you you're trying to like why don't you understand Um, but he's just so much fun and I really enjoy it it's definitely been like super rewarding and like I would I would pay thousands for him if someone took him ransom (laughs) you know what's funny that you say that I was actually thinking about that today I was just like scrolling through my phone and I saw a post about like someone's um someone in like the city next to us they had their apartment broken into and they stole their dog their puppy and I was like oh my god I don't know what I would do if someone stole Ellie which is like that would, like she's like my everything now you know how much money would you pay for ellie if someone took her for ransom it's gotta be a lot more than i paid for her originally <laughs> she was yeah. like a pretty cheap buy um i really don't know i feel like i would have to i don't know what about you maybe we'll keep that number secret oh my god someone right. decides to break it <laughs> you're right i'm, I'm like saying, wait, i can good <laughs> you're right <laughs> I'm willing to pay generously. Actually, that doesn't help our cause either. That doesn't help. One kidney. One kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, do you feel like you're, like, a little family now with, like, Ben and Echo just, like, living here in Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, definitely. Tell me a bit about, like, if you got homesick at all. Because that's one of the things growing up, I've always been someone that gets very easily homesick. Like, I would always cry at, like, sleepaway camp and that kind of stuff. Um, Did you guys feel homesick? And, like, was there anything that helped you guys with that? For me, not that much I think just because I have been traveling a lot more uh, because my schedule is a lot more flexible than it was during school because during school you just have like set times that you have to take off and everyone's off during those times so it's so expensive to travel but when you're working I literally just like my boss is so chill about it (laughs) I just block off my schedule and I'm like all right I'm be out and then um yeah and sometimes I ask him I'm like I let him know, but actually a lot of the times I just block off my schedule because I got to go and I got to go fly somewhere. So it's kind of nice because then I just can go whenever I want to, or if I feel like I need Asian food or if I need to go see my parents or something like that. Um, so that definitely helps a lot with the whole flexibility from working. And that's actually one of the things that I really liked about working versus being in school. Um, even though working is definitely like a lot more lonely than it was in school, I definitely have a lot more flexibility to like go see my friends and do whatever I want to do. How do you think you've like changed since you've graduated? Because I feel like I I feel like school's kind of interesting because it's like in the beginning, everything's new of, of school and you kind of adapt to that and then you write it out. And then by fourth year, you're kind of just like, I feel like right now I'm kind of just chilling. I have my friend group. I know what I'm going to do. But then when you're thrown back into like the adult world, like has that have you, do you feel like you've like grown or changed at all? Definitely grown 
a lot. Um, I It's so different having to like being living basically, I guess, alone well, with someone else, but that's not like a friend, you know, <laughs> it's not yeah, like roommates. Yeah. Um, and then like before my last year in dental school is really fun because it was during COVID. So um, we didn't really go to school that much. So we just kind of like did whatever we wanted to most of the time. Um, But you just like grab your roommates and you just go somewhere all the time. Um, So that's definitely different because now it's like you have to fly to go see each other and that kind of stuff. But in terms of like personal growth, I think I grew just the most from my work environment just because that pushed me so much in terms of growth. And I was just like, oh, gosh, the growing pains. Um, but that was definitely the most growth I did in the past year since I've moved here. It's yeah, it's definitely different. What what was what has been like the toughest like I guess case situation that you've had to deal with? Like, have you had any like really difficult patients or cases that really like tested you? Oh, all the time. Like, I only post on Instagram like oh you know like the good stuff you know because you're never gonna post like the broken file you know that kind of stuff because then I don't know you may get sued. I don't really know like the implications for that, but I just feel like nobody ever does. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't, (laughs) but like, I've had my fair share of like, like broken files, people who are mad, you know, like shit goes down, you know, but the good thing is my boss is usually there to save me. Mm -hmm. Um, like one time I, um, I perfed on this kid is like my first perf was when I was retreating a tooth and I'm never going to retreat a tooth ever again, but I was Uh taking out the post And then when I was removing the post, because it was fiber post and I couldn't differentiate between the tooth and the post, this was like kind of, this was in the beginning when I first started working and I went Mm -hmm. straight through the side of the tooth and I was panicked. Like those moments where I'm like shaking, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like looking at the x-ray and I'm like, oh, what did I do? And then, um, but like usually in school, you know, you're like, oh, you know, the school's got me. (laughs) But like in those situations, I'm like, my license is on the line. Like this parent's going to be mad. Um, But then, well, I guess a good case is my boss has my back. I always call him my, um, this is our residency program and he's my chief resident. (laughs) (laughs) Chief resident comes to save me. Um, And the tooth like healed up totally fine because the kid was so young. So like I placed MTA in there and the hole completely like sealed itself, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, But like stuff like that happened a lot in the first few months, a lot less now, like way, way less. Um, And I mean, when it does happen, I feel like I'm more confident in my abilities to be like, like if a patient were to be like, oh, you did this. I'm like, well, no, like that's how we do it. You know, (laughs) Um, I'm still definitely building on my confidence in that but it it was better than it was before. So that helps a little bit, but that was definitely part of it that um, like stuff that I don't show on Instagram is just like the hard stuff that I feel like everyone goes through, but like, I'll tell my friends when I'm in person, but I just don't really post about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There is like so much I could say about what I don't show on Instagram. It's like really funny because sometimes my friends all follow me and stuff. And sometimes they'll be like, oh my God, like I saw you like deliver this and did this today. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't see that I was like almost about to cry at the front (laughs) desk because their insurance got denied and that I didn't know if I could deliver. There's definitely, especially now, I feel like I don't really post as much as I used to on social media anyway. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm the old generation on Instagram, you know, like there was like 
there's the new kids nowadays and I'm like the old news, but you know, that's okay too. Cause that means the people who are still hanging around have been hanging around for a while. <laughs> that's totally how I feel. And it's so hard to not compare yourself to, I feel like, because it's very easy to be like, oh, well, if like everyone's already talking about this then like, I like, what am I going to say that's new, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, at least you've jumped on like the podcasts. Do you feel like you're able to do more with podcasts than you were before? That's actually totally why I did the podcast was I felt like, I don't know if like, I was going through like a whole existential crisis on social media, honestly, because I was like, I feel like I don't fit in anywhere anymore. And I don't like how, this is just part of being on social media, but I don't like how it it feels like you're at the mercy of something else. Like I'm just a dancing monkey hoping that something will stick. And it's like, when you do social media, like you could, you could argue you do it for yourself, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, like you're really like what performance is, is dependent on other people. It's dependent on like likes, comments, that kind of stuff. Um, And I always say I have this like starving artist mentality where like I felt like the things that did well were not the things that I felt proud of. And so this podcast was kind of my way of taking back my control and owning everything I make, owning everything I create and not being at the whim of what like I feel like I create what people want, but not necessarily worrying about performance or algorithms because making a podcast is kind of like writing a book I every week I'm just like what do I want to talk about I post it and then if you want to listen they can listen but it's not like determinant on a performance kind of base you know that's kind of nice yeah because the Instagram metrics definitely will ruin you oh yeah no, I'm like I'm <laughs> tired I am tired of yeah. being ruined by metrics tell me a bit about I, f- I feel like this is a really good episode kind of talking about a lot of like life situations and growing up and growing pains. Tell me a bit about what it's been like moving to this new place with Ben also, because I feel like it's such a relationship change to go from your bubble where you're like with all your friends and stuff and you're kind of living your own life. And then I know moving in together was a big shift for me and Jimmy. Getting a pet together was a big shift. What's it been like for you guys? It's been good. Um, There's definitely been like figuring out how we divide the chores and all that kind of stuff. I guess like, because once we got the pet, now we have to figure out like who's going to walk the dog, all that kind of stuff. Um, It wasn't as much of a shift as I had expected, I guess. But maybe it was because we kind of were like sort of living together in dental school, just not really like um, physically completely together, but we were hanging out a lot during dental school. So Mm -hmm. that helped a lot. And then um, I think just being very clear about like, okay, you've been slacking a little. You got to (laughs) pick up a little. I love how you said that. I just had with him. I'm like, you've been gaming a lot. You got to go do the issues now. (laughs) I love how you're like, being clear. (laughs) I'm like, you want me to be clear? (laughs) That's, <laughs> that's very much how we are um wait first of all who is who is echo's favorite does he prefer you or ben he prefers his um the breeder <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> like she's his favorite person in the entire world because we draw she pet sits him whenever we're gone because she lives oh. like five or ten minutes away from us So, and she also kept one of his brothers and she has the mom, her son-in-law has the dad. So it's like a whole, and she has like two other mini Australian shepherds. So it's like a mini Australian shepherd party over there. So then um, she does like dog sitting for us whenever we're gone. And then every time we bring him over, he is so excited. I'm like, wow, you love her so much more than you love us. (laughs) Oh my God, wait, that is the cutest thing. Do you think Echo like, 
can you tell that he recognizes his brother and his mom or is it more like he's like oh more dogs or does he like know that he's related to them I was wondering I was also asking her like the breeder I was like do you think he realizes that that's his mother yeah <laughs> but I think he might recognize his brother but I don't know if he recognizes that that's his mother Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends actually also flew into Oklahoma and she picked up one of the other brothers in the litter. Oh, I think so I saw we'll on s- your story. Yeah. So we'll see sometime whenever these two, uh, my dog and her dog get together, if they realize that they're siblings, but I don't know, maybe they just don't even realize, I guess if you were like separated from your sibling at birth, you'd probably not know either. Right. So I don't really know. I think I googled it because I was curious for Ellie because we put her on like Embark that like DNA test thing and we found her like mom actually lives kind of close to us so we were gonna like yeah we were gonna meet up with her I had mixed feelings though because I was like but I'm your mom now but I made my peace with it but yeah I didn't know I think the thing is if they're separated less than eight weeks then they won't remember and if they're separated Um, later in life then they might when was he when he was like separated he was I think eight or nine weeks yeah okay so he might remember them especially he when was the next time that he saw them after eight weeks oh I think probably four months after that so it was a little bit he was kind of confused in the beginning but then Mm. he kind of warmed up a little bit so I don't really know. Maybe he, I think like I think maybe they know each other now, but I don't know if they know each other as friends or as brothers. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god, that's so cute. Wait, I'm so curious. Tell me a bit about how you and Ben met actually, because I know that you guys like started dating in school, but like what was what was the whole story? <laughs> we first met in undergrad, like our first day of orientation, because our last names are right next to each other, and also we were in the two three program. Mm-hmm. And there's about 10, I don't remember how many exactly of us in the 2-3 program, but there wasn't that many. So mm-hmm. whenever we finished applying for dental school after our first year, it was basically like a, you do whatever you want for an entire year. As long as your grades don't get to a C, you can do whatever you want. So mm-hmm. everyone else was like trying to get their grades like good and stuff. And then the rest of our 2-3s were just like, yeah, time to go party. <laughs> so yeah. Like, that's kind of why we started hanging out more because everyone else was busy studying while we're just trying to make it to like an 81%. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then we were both dating other people at that time. And then, but we started dating in the beginning of dental school. Um, We also sat next to each other in dental school. So um, that's when we also started hanging out a lot more because it was dental school and we're just like sitting next to each other in our pod in our um, school. Mm-hmm. we're like we hung out all the time and so it was pretty fun so that's kind of how it started yeah oh my god cute I saw you guys were I'm so creepy I saw you guys were in Hawaii recently with your pod right <laughs> yes that was so much fun I missed them so much yeah it still like blows my mind that like you've been graduated you've been working for a whole last year you've moved to like a whole entire new state like your life has probably like changed so much than what you were like initially imagining when you like started dental school. If you have any last advice for anyone that's, you know, starting their new life as a new grad, maybe moving, like what advice do you have for anyone that's about to graduate? Take like any of the opportunities that come your way, which I feel like is kind of cliche, Mm. but um, for me, it was just like the opportunity to 
take this job was such a leap of faith. I was like, I used to joke about it all the time. I was like, you know what? Like worst comes to worst, we're going to move out to Oklahoma. Like, don't worry. We're going to first check out California and like last option we'll move out here. Um, But I honestly like didn't even look anywhere else. I just looked out here. I looked at the corporate office out here. And then because they flew me out for free, I came out and checked this office while I was here. Um, And then it was just such a leap of like leap of faith is that the right Mm. yes leap of faith um but I feel like I don't regret it at all um of course like every situation might be different I just happen to be super super lucky in this situation but it's just I feel like every um even if it might be a bad situation it's still such a good learning opportunity for the mistakes that you may make in those situations Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's I guess um something that I'm really grateful about for this year. It kind of reminds me of what you were saying. It reminds me of um, a quote that I was thinking about recently. It's kind of like, oh, now I remember. This is actually a podcast topic that I actually want to do at some point. But I think it's kind of like easy sometimes to know what you like, but it's almost more important to know what you don't like uh, in terms of like procedures, dentistry, that kind of stuff. What are like some of the things that you don't like to do? I'm just curious. <laughs> Ooh, extractions. <laughs> really? You don't like extractions? How come? Um, I, which is funny because like when I first started out, I was like, oral surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but now like I do them, um, it's fine, but I definitely get scared of them sometimes just because I feel like there's, there's situations where I could get stuck and I just can't get the tooth out. And I've definitely Mm. gotten bailed out for extractions way more than I have for anything else. Um, like there's definitely been situations where I'm like, literally this tooth won't come out. <laughs> I'm like, please help. Um, or like, I don't know. It just, maybe it's also because I haven't done as much because Ben likes doing extractions. So I push him his way a lot of the times. So, um, I just don't have that much experience with it, but for me right now, extractions, I definitely get a little bit more hesitant. Sometimes when I look at like a hard case, I'm like, oh boy, do I want to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you see that like root curving that way and then that oh, one, yeah. you're just like, like, oh gosh, I like sit there with my boss and I'm like, look at this tooth. Like, do you think this is going to be bad? And he's like, no, 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 that'll be totally fine. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, okay. <laughs> you're like, that's Eventually what you said prepare. last time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um what's it like working with Ben I totally forgot about that too like you guys get to like commute together to work is it like fun working with him or do you just like do your own thing kind of um it's a fu- funny thing about the commute I actually um so now we had this is really off topic <laughs> I had like we had two cars because he brought his car over from California and I bought a new car when I moved here mm-hmm. um and then he had like this really old family car it was a Prius from like 2004 or something like that and then it was like their family heirloom. <laughs> and then this thing had like 215,000 miles on it. Um, and then like one day, cause we used to commute with his car cause that's such good mileage. And then if we'd go anywhere further than work like to the city or to Dallas or anything like that we'd take my car just in case we broke down somewhere. Um, and then one day he was napping in the car after we came home from lunch and I crashed his car like right outside. Our, but you uh, did dry, like our I did I was driving his car and he was literally napping and then it was just we we're pulling out of our street and then I didn't look left uh, and mm-hmm. then a, a car like swiped that our car 
And then that car was so big, it like barely dented that car. But then because his Prius was so old and the metal was like so worn down, it like shattered into bajillion pieces. Um, so now we only have one car. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, are you guys okay? Like how did that, wait, yeah. was anyone injured? Like it was such a, like it was such a side sweep that wasn't that much. Okay, so um, another thing I never posted on social media because I was like, oh God, this is so bad. <laughs> but the photo looks so scary because the car looks like an entire corner got chopped off and like shattered. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just kind of like, I was so shocked in the moment, but everyone was fine, I think. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> yeah. You're like, Ben's fine, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now we just have one car, which isn't, it's not too bad because we do go to work at the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought it would be worse working with him and living with him because I was like, mm-hmm. then we'll be seeing him all the time. Yeah. But we actually don't really see each other that much at work because usually we're working. I can hear his conversations <laughs> in the <laughs> operatory next door and his stories that he tells all the time over and over again, you know, like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's saying that bit again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like when people have the same jokes over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but once we get home also, like we don't really talk that much at home either. <laughs> mm-hmm. <I'm> Honestly, <laughs> the most we talk is on like the drive to work and the drive back from work. And like, that's it. <laughs> That's so cute, though. Oh, my gosh. Alrighty, you guys. Anyways, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on. This is such a fun conversation. And I feel like everybody learned so much because we covered, like, so many different topics. So thank you. Um, Let everyone know where they can find you on, like, Instagram and whatnot. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Teeth Boutique or yeah probably instagram <laughs> you can dm me <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm not the best at responding at dm sometimes i go through waves but i'll try <laughs> so thank you so much to everyone for listening and i'll see you guys next time bye <laughs>